So turn with me to James chapter 1, verse 8. James chapter 1, verse 8. You know when you're going to preach in another place and you read that first scripture and they don't shout, you miss it. Though. So in, my, in mom's prayer, I said, let's read. And there was no shout. And I'm like, okay, it's not home. <laughs> God's doing some amazing things in Malmesbury, uh, what God's done for them. As I mentioned, I think at one of the prayer meetings, uh, somebody, just as they moved into their new building, somebody came up and paid the rent for the entire year. For the entire year, their rent was paid. That's just, how good is God? Amen? Um, timing is everything. When God says it, we do it. And so, we've just been waiting on God for what He wants to do here. And now James has fallen out of my Bible. We will find him now. Hi, yay, 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 yay. Here we go. Come on, James. James chapter 1. I love James 1. It's filled, well, the entire James is filled with such practical, beautiful things. Um, and what I want to just, maybe just share this right from the beginning, is that uh, the Bible is not a, a recipe book. It's not a recipe book. It's not a suggestion or, listen, this is the recipe and what I mean in the sense of a, we can use it as a recipe and go through things. It's not meant to be a bunch of recipes. And it is Jesus. The Word of God is Jesus. It's filled with Christ. And when we read it to have relationship with it, it becomes something we eat. Gonna, I'm going to get into that today, but when we get into the Word and we start understanding the Word of God, we read it and we read it and we read it and we read it and we trust the Holy Spirit, something of it becomes life. It starts just exploding in front of your eyes. And, I, and I've been realizing that well, since I've put the Word of God first, and I'm not saying that's strange, you're a pastor, but you know, you still work. <laughs> I, I do work as ministry, pastoring is part of that. Um, and so during the week I work, but then you get so busy working, you get so busy stuff, just like all of us, then the Word of God is kind of like, I'm reading it to prepare a sermon for you, I'm not reading it for me. Just being honest. And so, so many times it's just, sometimes I, need, I read the Word when I want an answer. I don't read it because I want to have relationship with it. There's a big difference. It's something that I, I want to get into the Word. To, and since I've done that in the last couple of, since December, it's been something of a, a, a like, I want, that's my first step. It's something I've cut, I've cut my social media stuff. I, I'm not on it anymore. I just don't like, I don't even look at it anymore. It's just when we do a post or something, we'll share something there. But I just realized a lot of it was taking up time. Taking up time on certain things that I could be spending time getting to know the Word of God more. Because there are certain things about what that is that brings life to me. Because as Jesus said, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So what is, listen, how many times have you read John 3.16 in your life? But yet so many times you'll read it and again it will be life to you. Because it's not a book, it's a person. The, the word of God is not a book. How many times have you read certain books and you get tired of it? You can never get tired of reading the word. Read the Word, read the Word, read the Word, read the Word, eat the Word. We'll get there now. So James chapter 1, verse 8. Let me not get lost here in, in these corridors of my mind. Let's rather just read the Word. See, um, verse 7. 
For let no one suppose that he will receive anything from... That's verse 6. That's actually going to put more perspective on it. It said, But let him ask in faith, not doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave in the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let him not even suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. And that suppose it's like, Ah, I'm just going to get it. I'm just... No, it's not what it is. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So somewhere, double-mindedness means that you're unstable in all your ways. It doesn't say double-minded about that situation means you're unstable about that situation. It's if you're double-minded, and here he's talking about faith and about receiving from God, I'm unstable in all my ways. So I've got to get an understanding of not being double-minded, but being very clear in my faith about who God is and that He's good and that He provides and that He heals and that He sets free and that He's with me. Because if I'm double-minded about that and somewhere there's a bit of doubt, I'm like a wave. The wind can just blow me wherever it wants. Situations can come and just blow and just turn my world and, and something comes and, and what I'm, I'm just turned upside down. So one of the services here, um, or one, one of the Sundays, I was walking past one of the young girls, and she was on her phone on TikTok. And so I just walked past, and I was back out, and, and so I kind of like timed how much of the, the pre-service TikTok was taking up her, her mind, her time. And it was just TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And then when the service went, Phone went in the pocket, a little bit of church. As soon as the service was done, phone out, back on TikTok. And, and now we can think, oh, it's just TikTok. No, we can talk about a lot of different aspects, but I want to use that as an example, is that I realized she was eating something of the flesh. She was feeding a part of her life, and so what you eat is who you become. If I want to eat McDonald's every single day, <laughs> I'm going to look like McDonald's. I'm going to look like the big M. <laughs> There's something's going to change. Even my color is going to change. Man, I'm going to get so unhealthy and sick. Why? Because what I eat is what I become. And so let's jump to Genesis. Genesis 2 quickly. So my sermon title is The Two Trees. Two trees. Just two trees. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. So we all go back into your children's church or Sunday school days, and I can't believe we called it Sunday school. School on a Sunday in the Word. <laughs> but for a child, like, yes, we have to have school on a Sunday. <laughs> children's church sounds much better. Genesis 2, verse 9, verse 8. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground of the God made every tree grow that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. And the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what was in the garden? Two trees. Did God say that you shall not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Yes. Did he say you shall not eat of the tree of life? No. 
Never, never. If you go read through that part, there's nowhere that God says you cannot eat of the tree of life. The only place where he says that is after they've had the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and they're in the fallen state, he puts them outside the garden, puts an angel there, and says to make sure that they don't enter back in to eat of the tree of life, because then they will stay in that state forever. So they could not continue to eat of life, in a state of sin. Very powerful words. And so what I want to get to today is, what tree are you eating from? Are you continuing eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Or the tree of knowledge? Because I want to know more. This, that's the thing that, that Satan gripped Eve on, was the fact that he, somewhere she was not knowing something. Something was withheld from her. Something was kept from her. Like, God kept this from me? I should have known about this. Hmm. Oh, somebody stopped. I, sh- I should have got that, uh, that, um, that increase. I should have got that, that, uh, that position. I should have had that. Who, who kept this from me? That's my, that's my right. And so we live in this place of the natural. And that's why Paul writes in, in Corinthians when he says, the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. It's foolishness to him. It doesn't work. It's a separate thing. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All the old things have passed away. So let me propose something to you. Let me tell you today that according to 2 Corinthians 5 and John 3, is that you are a new creature. You're born again. That means your diet has changed. Your diet has changed. Something about that has shifted. Even Jesus comes, and when he says to them in John 6, he says, I am the bread of life, eat of me. And his disciples look at him like, what are you talking? We can't eat your flesh. Like this, this, like they're, they're confused. What is he talking about? That he says he is life and we must eat of him. Something about that is different. It's a, there's a shift in what that is. And, and so I realized that we get saved, we grow, and we have some sort of understanding. But who we truly are is not getting fed. So we're not, um, we're not sinning against the Holy Spirit. We're starving the Holy Spirit. We're starving our spirit because we're not eating from the Spirit. We're not, that is where the diet is. That's where we're supposed to be eating from, and we're only eating from more knowledge. I, I need more knowledge. I need to know more. I need to understand more. I need to be in the know. And we're eating the wrong diet. So again, uh, last, about a year or so ago, I, I went on a Daniel's fast, and man, it, it changed my world. It was phenomenal. But you know what happened is after the Daniel's fast, I did it for longer, about a month of eating very healthy and cutting out a lot of other junk out of my life, uh, I started getting back into certain habits. A lot of coffee, uh, chocolates, uh, all these other junk food. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? And then you're like, oh, I can't do without this coffee. You know, it's like I just need this. <laughs> I'm touching on some stuff. I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to talk about diet. Don't worry, that's not what I want to talk about. But I, I want to share something as a truth into what this is. And, and so we think, like, I can't do that because it's just too busy in my lifestyle, this. And then I start eating a lot more chocolates because I just love chocolates. I, I really do. I love sweet stuff. And you're getting back into it. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to drink a Red Bull again. And then I'm drinking five Red Bulls a week and so many coffees and teas and just junk. 
<laughs> and so God's not speaking to me again and like, you're, I'm so tired, I can't keep my eyes open, I am, feel weak. And God says, like, what are you feeding on? What are you feeding on? You're, you're trying to be spiritual, but also some of the natural stuff you've got to change. And I'm not going to go into that. Don't worry. I'm not here to preach veganism. <laughs> Doreen is very happy. But, and so what happened is, I then decided I'm going to go on, the, on this Daniel's fast again this month. And, and so I'm like, oh, okay, last time it was good. I can do it easy. <laughs> and so, three, so the first day was tough. The second day I felt like I'm dying. I'm going to see Jesus. This is, this is, I feel like death. And I start feeling depressed. Literally depressed. And then I went and Googled some of it to like look at the symptoms of what that is. And most doctors now are saying people don't go on a cold turkey when you don't cold turkey, when you, uh, meaning like stop immediately, when you do coffee or Red Bulls, like slowly go off of it. Because you could go into depression, you might end up even in hospital. And I realized, wow, what am I putting my body through? By the third, the, four, the first week, five days in, I felt like I'm dying. I don't have energy. Like, how am I going to make this? I'm used to then not having energy, popping a Red Bull, drinking four, five, six, seven cups of coffee, just, just keeping myself going. And then what do I need? Oh, just a quick McDonald's burger, grab some, because I don't have time to cook. And so what am I doing? I'm living by a certain way that's not healthy because I've not taken a step in and go like, what is good for me to do? After the second week, man, I've never had so much energy. I don't like what is going on. This is phenomenal. I feel better than what I've ever felt. I sleep better. Usually like four or five hours, man, and I'm up and my mind is busy and everything else. I cut the stuff. I've never slept so good. It's, I'm just doing fantastically. It's just, it has really been incredible. I've been in three weeks now. Now, I don't know how the, my diet's going to look going forward, but as I'm going through this, God starts speaking to me. It's like, my people are eating the wrong food. Talking spiritually here. We're eating so much natural junk that what He wants to do through us and in us, we're blinded by it. So I'm standing at, in Marsbury, and one of the ladies, because I shared them uh, just that I'm on this diet, because they had to cook different foods for me, and um, I took my own milk with, and I, and I realized all this stuff. And the one lady said, oh, in my life, I will never be able to do that. And I was just like, you've just limited yourself, because you believe a certain thing about who you are and the possibilities. I remember the story of one guy told me that um, he'd invited this friend to come and train him, who'd been a, uh, an ex-military op, uh, op guy and a Navy SEAL and had done all these ultra marathons and stuff. And so the guy walked in first day and says to him, okay, let's do some pull-ups. He grabbed hold of it and he started, he pulled one, two, three, and dropped down. And he said, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to do 100 today. And he said, excuse me? He says, I just struggled with three. He said, because you've mentally only gave yourself three. You've only put yourself in the position. He said, we did 100 that day. I could not believe I did 100. I did 100 pull-ups. I thought in my life that would be impossible because I've, I've, I've put this mindset in a certain way that only limits to what that is. And I don't want to talk about natural. We as church have limited ourselves. Word says we're changed by the renewing of our minds. But what tree are we eating from? 
What tree are we, what are we filling our life with? If it's taking up more time in my life than the Word of God, I'm eating junk. The priority in our life is not, is not I'm going to say this with, this is going to be a tough one. Your career is important. I'm going to say your career is important. Don't get me wrong. Please stay with me for a moment. But that's not the ultimate goal. God didn't save you just for your career. God didn't save you to be there. God saved you to bring His kingdom to earth. God saved you and turned your world upside down because He wants to fill the earth with His glory. God saved you because He wants to turn the world upside down, inside out. Jesus came to set the captives free, and He's given us the same assignment with the same thing. I remember Bill Johnson said this years ago, and, and it captured my heart. He said people were coming to him and going like, what must I do with my life? And he said, what do you like doing? He says, man, I love art. He says, do it, but when you get there, preach the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. And I'm like, okay. I said, should I be this or should I move to that plot? Ask God, what do you feel in your heart? But when you get there, preach the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons, bring the kingdom. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. We've got so used to being earthly, we forgot who we are. You're a new being. You've got a different diet. Whew. I'm preaching myself good, yeah. You're a, you're a new being. You've been changed. But what we've done is we've, we've become so in, part of what this world is. That's why when we read Romans chapter 12, when it says changed by the renewing of your mind, it, when you read it in the... The message, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The message says, do not fit in so perfectly into the world as if you are of it. Ooh. Don't become too comfortable in what the earthly thing is when God has called you for heavenly things, when you are destined and designed for the glory of God. Man, you know what happens? We talk about the two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life was the one they were eating of. They ate of it. They were in the midst of it, but they didn't even realize what they had. Then they come out. You know how powerful the word? Listen, listen, this is so good. In Exodus, they're walking and they find water that's bitter. They ask God, what must we do? He says, chop off the tree, throw the tree into the water. And the moment it will touch, the water will become sweet. Who died on a tree? Who's the tree of life? What does he do with bitterness? He turns it to sweetness. What does he do with who you are? He turns something that's, that's bad, that's wrong, that's, that's corrupted, and he turns it into something that's good and wonderful and pleasant and filled with it. What do we find? Blood on doorposts. What does is, what is David write in the Psalms? He will be crucified. Oh, he'll die on a tree. Oh, and then the tree comes. And here's the powerful thing about what that is. Those guys were living with Jesus for three years. They saw signs, wonders, and miracles. Natural. They saw it. It was there. And yet when Jesus was taken captive, they all ran away. They all were scattered. They denied him. Peter denied him. Yet he saw that. But what happens after the tree? What happens after the cross? He comes and he fills them with the Spirit. He says, to your advantage that I go, because now you are newborns. 
your new bones. Come on. I can't be just sitting in church and just hearing something. I've got to start taking it and say, I'm a newborn. Man, I've got to eat this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I've got to look at things a little different. I've got to have a different perspective of what this is because I'm spirit-filled. I've got a different diet. I'm eating from the tree of life. And the more I eat of the tree of life, the more I understand who the spirit is. Come on, we can easily see someone being demon-possessed. What about someone who is spirit-possessed? There's no such word, but you know where I'm going. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit through you. We don't know what that will look like. That's one when we read 1 John 3. He says, I don't know what it will be like, but when I see him, I will be like him. I don't know what I'm going to look like when the Holy Spirit manifests in His full power. So this friend of mine in Malmesbury, he he buys up old cars and rebuilds them and stuff like that. And and so he bought up this old uh, Corvette Stingray. He's going to rebuild this. But he said it wasn't fast enough because the one he's actually looking for is the one that does 320 kilometers an hour. And I'm like, excuse me, how fast? He's like, 320. I'm like, yo, hello. He says, but, and he did this deal, and somebody called him, actually a great testimony, and, and actually bought the new, he did a swap for the new, uh, um, for Illumina Bucky, but not an automatic, a, a shift one. And this one can do 320. And he's just so excited. He says, I says not that I want to use it always, but I want to know I have the power underneath me. <laughs> And when he said that and I drove away, I'm realizing, man, there's something about who we are in the Spirit. We haven't tapped into our 320. We haven't tapped into what it means to really operate in the Holy Spirit and to really see the fruits manifested fully in our life. We don't understand yet what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the one who created all of the power behind creation, the one that rose Christ from the dead, Who are we? Who's the spirit that dwells in us? The glory. So go with me quickly to Colossians 1. I'm almost done. Colossians chapter 1. Hmm, Colossians is such a good book. Let's read from verse 19. I just want to read through some scriptures here. A quick few, if you like. For it pleased the Father that in Him, that's Jesus, all the fullness should dwell. Sure. And by Him to reconcile all things to Himself. By Him, wherever things in the earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood on the cross. Go to verse 24. I now rejoice for the sufferings for you. To fill up my, uh, and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of His body, which is the church, of which I become the minister according to the stewardship of God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. So what's Paul saying? I'm here to fulfill the word of God. That's my purpose. Now listen to this 26. This is where I want to be. The mystery which was hidden for ages and from generation, 
but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God will to make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What mystery was hidden? There was a mystery hidden. You know what mystery was hidden? Those who were David, Solomon, Samson, Elijah, Elijah. Come on, you can go through all of them. What was the mystery? The Spirit came over them and they performed incredible things. But what did the Spirit do? It lifted. It's a mystery. How can we, how can we operate like this? The temple filled with the Spirit. Spirit removed. How will we be? How will this look like? What is this Christ coming? Then God comes. Not know, they didn't know what that's going to be. There's no pre, all they knew is the Christ would remain. So they thought it was He. He would remain. He said, no, I have to go because I'm sending one that will be with you forever. So the mystery is revealed. What is that? Christ. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Christ in me. It's a mystery to those who don't understand it. But for those who do, who have been given their life to Jesus, who are saved, sanctified, set free, holy, Christ in me, the hope of glory, the hope of what glorious thing it will be. But I don't know yet what it is. I know I have Jesus. I know I've given my heart, but I've not seen the fullness yet. So what do I do? I eat of the tree of life. I want more, more Holy Spirit. Teach me more. Show me more. I want to know who I am, what is in me, what is through me. What do you want, Lord? Show me, reveal, praying, seeking, loving on Him. You know, I don't have to read the Word to have God love me more. I read the Word because I want to understand how much He loves me. Oh, come on. Difference between grace and law. I don't pray because, so that God can love me more. No, I pray to understand how much God loves me. And I pray because I want to know Him more. Because He has known me. What tree am I eating from? I think it's time for the church to stop starving the spirit by the junk we eat when we're made to be so much more. When we create it to operate at a different level. When we're running after things that he never told us to. When we start living in the flesh. Those who are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Oh, so there's a leading on some things. There's a leading into some business and opportunity and things that God is leading me into. So, but God, how can I do this? Trust me. How do I stop this? Trust me. Where do you want me to go? Trust me. You know, when Jesus leaves, he says to them, go and wait until you have received power. But, and I know I've spoken about this, but I want to say it again. We're not waiting. We're going. And then we want power. Lord, give me the strength to get through this. I never told you to go through it. Or, Lord, thank you for the strength because you told me to go through this. Lord, I know that your strength is with me. It seems like chaos, but you're in it. 
You know, when we, we find pastors who want to plant churches, the first thing we say to them is not, do you have the skill or do you have all the money or do you have anything set up? We ask the following question, do you have a word from God for this plant? If you don't have a word, don't plant a church. Yeah, but I, I can preach. That doesn't mean you can plant a church. I have giftings. I can prophesy. I can do. That doesn't mean you must plant a church. Because the problem is people are planting churches, never had a word, so when it becomes tough, they leave. And they leave all the people that started following them. Why? Because they didn't get a word. See, a word keeps you right there. God said. God said we're planting this church. God, I remember Malmesbury, a year in, they were tough. It was tough for them. It was really going through stuff, and we couldn't help them and everything because we were going through some tough things. We tried our best. Everybody was praying. And so in that process, we constantly asked them, what did God say? Was it your idea to leave, to come to, to, to Cape Town? What did God say? God said, God told us, pack up your bags, leave and go to Cape Town. I have a plan for you. So when the storm comes, I have a word. Because I've been feeding on the right tree. I've been eating from the right tree. When I eat that tree and I, I live in that and I'm not feeding on the other junk, then when I eat of this tree, God says, go or don't go. <laughs> God says, uh, do, buy into that. Yes, don't buy into that. Do this, do that. Come on, because I'm eating of the right tree. It gives me supernatural ideas. Wow, I didn't think of it in that way. That's amazing. Oh, wow, that is that. Lord, oh, change my diet. Okay, thank you, Jesus. I don't mean you should change it us, but I know what it's done for me. Why? Because I've been eating of the tree. I've been eating from the Spirit. And so the Spirit says, yes. And the Spirit says, no. Until I don't get an answer, I don't do anything anymore. Mm. See, I don't want you to just run a church. I want you to be the church. We gather together here. This is the place. This is what God's doing. But here's the thing is that we've got to get you equipped. So you're feeding from the tree Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I come alongside you and I prophesy what God's already telling you. I come alongside and teach more of what it is so we can grow more and develop more and be a greater church that touches our city and touches our families. They're not so caught up in the rat race of this world. We're just running in step with the world and we think that that's the way the church is supposed to be. I love that we're online and we do online services, but the church is not an online church. We're a church that has online. I'm just, I just want to put that in perspective. We're not trying to change everything because COVID. We're going back to the normal thing. He said, lay hands on the sick. Recover to the blood. He's created us for community. He created you for intimacy. He's created you to connect. One of the, one of the, the physio that I, I went to to just, I'll move my shoulder, but she said there was a lady who had been in isolation for three years. For in, she was sick before that, went through the COVID time. Like I think it was close to about three years, and she had not been with with physical people for in that time period. Nobody had touched her. She had seen people standing. She talked to them, but nothing. And so when she came to the doctor and she sat down, she had injury and she hurt herself. And when they touched her, she burst out crying and started shaking because she first had contact contact physical contact touch god created you for that man we live in a world trying to cut that off let's not run in pace with what the world is saying god created us for something different he created for something there's a different diet to who you are there's a different diet and we start eating of what that is we're going to see things like we've never seen before 
We're going to hear like we've never heard before. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on. Would you stand with me, please? Whew, man. I know God's busy doing something in His church. He's busy doing something in this place. We could feel it in the worship. We've been feeling it for months now. And part of what that is, is I might be saying the same thing 50 times, but until we get it, I'm going to say it over and over and over because I want to get it too. I want to understand it better. I want to operate at a different level. I want to experience God in a different way. Experience trumps knowledge. I want to experience Him. I don't want to just know about Him. I want you just to close your eyes for a moment. And right there where you're at, I want you to pray a prayer for yourself and say, God, show me more of you. Holy Spirit, reveal to me the Father. Holy Spirit, take me deeper. Come on, I'm helping you. I'm teaching you. This is your prayer. It's your life. I can't do it for you. Then you say to yourself, I'm not just going to hear this. I want to do this. I'm not just going to listen to this word today, but I'm going to do the word. I thank you for that, Lord, today. Holy Spirit, come and show more. May our lives, our world, everything around us shift because of you. I thank you for that, Lord, today. As people pray this, Holy Spirit, I know you're acknowledging this right now. We're never the same again. We draw a line in the sand. We ain't going back. We burn the bridges, burn the ships. We turn around. We we ain't going back that way. We're not going back to Egypt. We've moved out. Lord, you declared at the beginning of this year, we're not going back to Egypt. We're not going back into slavery. We're not just going to run at patterns of the world. We're doing things new. There's a promise for us. For this generation and this time we will not miss it we'll eat of the tree of life eat of the tree of life in the name of jesus i thank you for that lord as people eat start eating for healing and they start eating for for revelation and they start eating just to, for life lord may it manifest in their body may healing start to manifest may breakthrough start to manifest may peace start happening because it's fruit of the spirit so holy spirit we put you first the fruit's going to come love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness all these things lord the goodness of god with us lord surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life I'm eating from the tree of life. Thank you for that, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a a praise this morning.